Okay. Hema, are you there? We are here. Yes. Wonderful. All right. So we're going to start in three, two, one. And welcome, welcome to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. I'm your host, Sadia, and this is my mother, Ima. Hello, Ima. Hello. Good Yantov. Good Yantov. Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach. All right, so we talked about this earlier this week, um, and it's going to be about motherhood and what you're blamed for. (laughs) Oh, I wanted to, before we go on, I wanted to touch just very, very briefly on our last topic about basically what we were focusing on women making choices once once they you know uh, go into motherhood and something occurred to me that making choices realizing that hey we can't always get what we want as the song goes having to make choices in life is something that a mature person comes with maturity that a mature person has to accept and deal with and realizes that as an, if you're an honest person, in other words, if you're not a criminal type that's out to harm people, but you're a good, honest individual, that we all just make the best choices we possibly can, considering what information we have and the circumstances around us. And I was thinking about how you know, we've, we all come across, unfortunately, adults who never were able to get to that maturity level who have to have everything their way all the time. And um, basically, I was saying, you know, what is making a choice? A choice is when there are a number of things that you really would like to do, but there are circumstances when you know you can't do all of them and you have to choose one. And you have to base that also on the people that are around you and basically the circumstances you find yourself. And that's it. And you just have to make that choice and just make the most honest, you know, the best choice you can. And you can't regret it. You really can't. You have to accept the choice you made and uh, go on. Yeah. I, I mean, that that goes with, with anything in life. It's just that, you know, you, you can't, like, having regrets, I feel, helps you grow. So regretting certain things you've done or wishing you could have done one thing or another differently, it, it shows growth and it shows that you, you, you want to grow. But there's, you're right. There's another side to it where you just, you just have to accept it as your, your choices in life and you kind of have to move forward. You know, it's, it's kind of where it's like, don't, don't dwell so much on the past. Look into the future and, and live in the present. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's something that like that people in general, whether you're a man or a woman, um, you're going to have to go through. And I, I like I, I was having a conversation with uh, with with Ruthie, uh, my girlfriend, and we were talking about um, just just I was just talking to her about frustrations I was having. Um, not necessarily in, in our relationship, of course not, but uh, but. But the frustrations I see in relationships, I, I have a tendency to look at other people's problems and then make them my own. It's such an issue I have, and I know I need to work on it. But Maybe I, you I, should have been a psychologist or a social worker. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's, it's like it's like I, I see I see you know certain people 
Well, I saw this one person in in the market in the marketplace, and it really got me upset um, because I know they 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 did something that was really really bad, and I find it frustrating where it's like justice wasn't served, like they got away with it, mm. you know. And it's something that I noticed that more with 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 women than men that there's a certain certain things, you know. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to beat around the bush. I'm just trying to keep things light. Right. So I'm not going to dive in, dive in too much into this, but like someone did something really messed up, really wrong. Like it's taken me f- for a, for a while to really let go and forgive, but like they, it, it's I I think it's more of like they my <laughs> Ruthie said something like something along the lines of um well, women just just say things, and you have to just let it, let it be. And I'm like, well, that's the thing. When they say stuff so horrible and so horrid, and you're just gonna have to let it go, like, what kind of like that that I don't know. I feel like it's it's kind of you know frustrating and hypocritical. But you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be offensive or anything like that. I'm just I was just getting frustrated at at a, at a point. Um, and I think she, she was just trying to calm me down and whatnot. So I kind of like accepted it and moved on. Um, but yeah, we're, we're being attracted. The main thing we wanted to focus on was, um, was motherhood and, 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 and being blamed for things. And I know you had a little ditty that you, you used to sing back in the day when we were kids, just to fill in that, that, that guilt trip about blaming the mother. How did it go again? It goes, da-da, let me sing the whole song to you. Let's blame the mother. It's the typical thing to do. Let's blame the mother instead of looking at me and you. Should I blame my mother? Do you think it's really right? Or should I try to change myself and try with all my might? My hair's too short. I don't like that sport. Where's my pin? Which drawer is it in? Shouldn't she know where everything goes? Isn't this her house? Or maybe it's also mine. Let's blame the mother. It's the typical thing to do. Let's blame the mother instead of looking at me and you. Should I blame my mother? Is the problem really she? Should I blame my mother or could the problem be with me? Awesome. Yeah, I knew it was something like that. I couldn't really like remember. Um like what? What would we do? I'm trying to think of like what we do to deserve that song. We would we like complain <laughs> about something. Like something happened, and like we had to listen to it. <laughs> you didn't have to listen to it. I just would walk around the house singing it. Nothing said you had to listen to it. <laughs> uh, you're right. You're right. It's a freedom of choice. Everything is up to you. No, it's just that um, I found that there is a tendency, and you talk if you talk to many many women, they'll tell you yes, there is a tendency for, you know, teachers, administrators, uh, you know, um, family members, uh, friends, you know, right away, if there's a problem with a child or in a house, the mother gets blamed. The house is a mess. Oh, the, you know, the mother's being lazy. She's not picking up. Um, a child gets into trouble. I was reading an article from this woman who wrote about her experiences at a PTA meeting, and she noticed that whenever the Wait a minute. Uh, I'm trying to, can you turn it off for a minute? Can you turn it off for a minute? Turn it off for a minute. Turn it off for a minute. Okay. I'll tell you can turn it back on. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Um, the, she said the PTA meeting, if her kids had any problem, um, 
she was blamed for it. Like um, it was something she was doing wrong. On the other hand, if the child did something well or excelled at something, that belonged to the child. That was the child's. She wasn't, in other words, she was not given any credit for it. And remember, we were talking about the other day, uh, Batsheva and Shalomo, the story that when he, when his Egyptian wife put that dark canopy over him, so he couldn't, he thought it was still night when he woke up and he went back to sleep and he was late opening up the doors, unlocking the doors to the temple. His mother came in there and was very angry at him and said, people are going to blame me. I'm your mother. They're going to say that it was the way I raised you. Well, I, and, and I know we talked about before, so I, I, I've been trying to rack my brains to understand the psychology of it. But like, why do we blame the mother? Why do we tell the mother that it's their fault? I think because maybe because the child bearingness of it all, like when the woman carries. Ooh. Oh. Are we in a are we in a rough spot? No, that's that's okay. <laughs> uh, we'll, talk, I, I can... we'll talk over it. It's okay because I can't. All right. But it's okay. So um, I th- you know it's a that's a very you know, it's a very interesting phenomenon. Even psychologists, I um even uh, psychologists have noticed that too, uh, that the mother gets blamed for everything with the um you know disastrous results that the problem doesn't get solved because we're looking in the wrong directions. I'm not saying that, you know, the mother should never be blamed. And, you know, let's face it, there are. We have seen situations where, unfortunately, you know, mothers uh, mothers really fouled up big time. You know, just, just look on forensic files. Sometimes watch the, some of their programs. You see many examples of mothers who really, you know, ripped up their mother card, you might say. But um, the uh, I remember what happened with your sister when she needed glasses, that's a classic case. I took her to an ophthalmologist and the ophthalmologist who was Jewish, um, after checking her eyes, came to the conclusion that her eyes were fine, that it was psychosomatic, that I was being a pushy Jewish mother. I was putting too much pressure on her to succeed. And I said to him, I am not being a pushy Jewish mother. I said, I do not put pressure on her to succeed. And after I just left the office and then shortly afterwards took her to an optometrist and the optometrist checked her eyes and said, it's not psychosomatic. You're not being a pushy Jewish mother. This child needs glasses. And he gave her, he gave her a prescription for glasses and uh, the problem was solved. She was able to see and read and do very well. Yeah, I th- I think it also would be more of that they understand that as a mother, you care a lot about your child. And I think there's this care that mothers have so strongly about their child, they're willing to die for their child. You know, like, like any, any decent mother truly loves their child to that extent. And I think they have such strong emotions for that child that, you know, that there's there's this this thing where you will say or do anything to keep to make sure that, that that child you know succeeds and i think that's where it is where it's like when the 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 mother would say something or another they would get ignored because people are like oh well you're just saying it because you're the mother you're not really saying it objectively and i think i think men 
have a different tendency to be more objective, if that's okay to say, about their about their children. I would think there's there's less emotional attachment because I mean they didn't grow the child inside of them and and push them out. I mean I think I think doing that action itself is so strong that you definitely would create such an intense bond that that you you'd have and you'd have an you have unobjective objective or unobjective however you want to say um you know view of your child of of your child that that you would stand up for them and do anything you can for them and Mm -hmm. i and i think that's where like where 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 motherhood and i noticed you you were able to be pretty objective um when it came to us growing up when we had issues with teachers or things like that like it wasn't always like you'd stand up for us and like sometimes you shouldn't have you know like that's just how it is like you just you, you should like not you as a new imam I'm talking about people in general well no um, I did have it you know I'm, I am a teacher and I've had a lot of teaching experience and you know what I mean it's I can really understand when you're trying to teach to a class of say 20 kids or more and you have I hate to say it some foul mouth brat that just you know just won't be won't be quiet or it's just making trouble and it's impossible and it's impossible for the kids to concentrate and learn because of this one kid that's creating chaos in the classroom so that's why i can you know i was i was able also to see the teacher's point of view but there were a couple times when i didn't think the teeth there were there were times though when I felt that you kids were in the right and teacher was in the wrong, but I didn't think it was good for you children to see me take your side per se, because then you would lose respect for the teacher. See, children, children are not like adults. Adults can, um, adults have a better sense of judgment where, okay, you know, this person might be wrong in this case, but hey, they're basically, a, you know, working very decently. And so therefore you, an adult, can see a fault in someone and not lose respect. A child, though, if a child sees a parent um, criticizing a teacher in front of them um, or saying anything negative about a teacher, to that child, that puts the teacher on their level and they lose respect for the teacher. That's why um, I would talk to the teachers privately and I would point out to the teacher what I think they were doing wrong but I wouldn't let you kids know that. Oh, interesting. Because I, I, this is the first time me actually hearing it of you, of you saying you used to do that. Oh, I shattered your reality after all these years. <laughs> uh, all these years. Well, it, it's interesting because I was also thinking of another story where um, a, a woman was, was trying to help you uh, get things in order in the house and whatnot. And we were a bunch of like ADHD kids running around and you were trying to get our attention. You were trying to call us by name and whatnot. And we were just like ignoring you and like doing whatever. And she said, well, you know, my children listen to me. And it, I remember you telling us that story and, and making us be more careful of listening to you because it would embarrass you. And therefore we have to make sure that, that you keep face based off of what, what we would do as, as children. Right. Um, yeah. But that's, that's just the, the, I think it's just, it's like children, children don't listen because I don't know. Like, I think, I think, I think unruly children, I think make 
decent adults. I think if you have a kid who's very obedient, who does everything you say and does everything, you know, they're supposed to do, it's going to get to a point where they're not going to really have good social skills. They're not going to be able to like do certain stuff because they never broke the rules. They never thought for themselves. They were just constantly spoon fed and just follow directions. Mm, That's a very good point. It is a very, very excellent point as a matter of fact. But as parents though, that's the thing that, ah, yeah. On one hand that is true, but on the other hand, you, you know, you need to teach your child to follow the rules also. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's like straddling both sides of a fence. Yeah. yeah, but I want to go back to like you know what we were talking about, what we were talking about before about people blaming the mother, not only blaming the mother, but you brought up something about people not listening to a mother, not trusting her judgment, and I've seen some cases of that where the results were very, very serious. A friend of mine, um, her she her child was a diabetic. Of course, you don't know your child's a diabetic automatically, you know, um, it, t- it takes a few years for it to develop. And, uh, you know, it takes like, how can I say it? Like, um, it's hard to diagnose right away because a lot of times a child who's diabetic, the symptoms will mask itself looking like a virus or flu. In fact, there's one theory about childhood diabetes is that it might be caused by a virus that attacks the pancreas. But this one woman whose child was diabetic was telling me that when her child first got sick and had flu-like symptoms, the, the first pediatrician she used when she told him about how concerned she was about her child constantly seemed to have flu-like symptoms, symptoms just ignored her and passed her off as being a, um, how can I say it, an overprotective, a hysterical mother. Then, so she decided to leave that pediatrician and she went to another and the first question she asked the second pediatrician that she was considering was how much do you value a mother's judgment and when he said very very much that he pays very close attention because as far as he's concerned the mother's with the child she knows her child she knows um that something's wrong and he says he really uh values a mother's judgment very very much so she took that pediatrician and she told him the symptoms and the things her child was going through. He ran the appropriate tests and yeah, found out that her young child had juvenile diabetes. We also have an example in our family of people who passed me off as a hysterical mother because, um, in fact, it was, it was also with your sister, Connie, same thing. She had, um, she had horrible, she has horrible allergies. So at that time, Saldane was one of the popular drugs that was being used for, you know, hay fever, you know, spring allergies, that type of thing. And she also had, um, when, when she went to camp, just before she was supposed to go to camp, she was diagnosed, I think, with an ear infection or strep. So I had her on erythromycin, too. So she went to camp and she took her Saldane since they were out in the woods and she was on erythromycin. And she started to have heart palpitations and to have what looked like asthma type symptoms. So they rushed her to the hospital and the doctor that checked her at the hospital, um, when he asked her about camp, because she said, you know, at that time was the first experience going away to sleep away camp. And it was the first day, practically like the first few days. And she said that, you know, she was homesick and that she really didn't like camp. You know, she didn't have, she hadn't really adjusted to it yet. So he, 
made the assumption that because I forced her to go to camp, that her symptoms were psychosomatic. So that was it. They decided just to send her home. Well, a couple years later, I pick up a magazine, and what do I read? I read a medical article saying that they have found that the combination of saldane with erythromycin caused irregular heart palpitations, and that's why they were taking saldane off the market in the United States. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's... I mean, that that's also, like, with doctors in general when it comes to patients, like, trying to tell them something it's like some some doctors actually listen to their patients others have this feeling like i know what i'm talking about and you're just being ridiculous and it's just it's that it's that frustration where it's more of like you know do i do i believe the patient you know or do i go off of my personal judgment of what i know would be correct and that's the thing where it's like you have to you, you, you factor in, you know, the socialization of it all and the psychology of it all. And that's where you could put together like you could put together easily. I'm like, oh, it's the overprotective mother. You know, I think that's the other thing of just just like there's so many stereotypes of a mother being like overprotective, you know, judgmental, you know, constantly, you know, being overly critical. It's just but like I, I think it's it's really it's because it's the mother's love. I think the mother's love like is so strong that it, it blinds it blinds people mm -hmm. i think could be but in are we still connected oh we're still connected we're good we're good okay, to go. we're, I, we're, my, my computer is doing some funny stuff here um but um wow our computer shut down well goes to show i should have listened to my mother but i didn't and that was my problem uh thank you so much guys for listening uh, we do apologize for the background noises and the sudden stop. Um, hopefully, God willing, next time things will be a little smoother. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe and share. I really appreciate it. And my mother does too.